Father God, in Jesus' name, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to gather again around this platform that is called Zoom, which yes, tonight Lord. represents your presence. Yes, Lord. We thank you, God, because you alone remain faithful and gracious, oh God. Thank you for another opportunity to hear you speak to us, oh God. And as you speak to us and our children, may the word be vivid, may the word be live, May the word be living yes, and may yes. the word be great so that our lives and that of our children may be transformed, oh God. We invite your presence to dwell among us and your presence to dwell with us, oh God. We pray for every activity and every session that is going to take place in here. We ask for your goodness. We ask for your grace. We ask for your grit. We ask for your glory and we ask for your guidance, Lord, that, oh Father, you may be glorified tonight, uh, even as we have this service, oh God. We invite you and ask you to take preeminence, Holy Spirit of God, and ask you to reign in our midst. Thank you because there is no God like you. Yes. We love you and we worship you because we always hear you as you speak to us. And as you hear and answer our prayers, and we declare, we announce, we agree, and we confirm yet again that Jesus is Lord and Paul and Christ, and there is no one like him. Yes, and so this is praise, glory, and majesty. Yes, In Jesus' Lord. name we pray and believe, and all of us say, Amen. Amen. So welcome, everybody. I greet you all in Jesus' name. You are all welcome to Living Effectively this morning. Uh, we are glad to have you again uh, in this service today. And we know that God's presence is here and is going to bless us today, even as we, as we begin this service and as we sit down to listen to his word and to his voice. So welcome, everybody. Isabella, to lead us with an intercessor prayer. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yes. Praise the Lord. Amen. Okay, we can do two minutes praise and worship. Glorious God, beautiful King, excellent God, I bow before your throne. Glorious God, beautiful King. Excellent God, I bow before your throne, bow before your throne, worship at your feet, bow before your throne, you are the glorious God, bow before your throne. Worship at your feet, bow before your throne. You are the glorious God. What's the healing way? What's the healing way? What's the healing? What's the healing? Bona, 
Hallelujah. We bless the Lord. Yeah, Amen. Going into prayer. We need to praise the Lord. He has woken us up this morning. My first yes. prayer point is, uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for sending your word with power, thereby making living effectively a green pasture where the saints are well nourished and established. The Bible scripture we are standing on is him, Psalms 23, 2. And it reads, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, in, yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for sending your word with power, thereby yes. making living effectively a green pasture. Pray along with me. Pray along with me. Just yes. say the same words that I am saying. Repeat yes, them. Lord. They are on the screen. The Father, in the Lord. name of Jesus, thank you for sending your thank word. You thank you for sending your word with power. Thereby yes. making living effectively a green pasture where the saints are well nourished and established. Yes, Let us pray Jesus. to open, open, open your mouth and say the same words because the close mouth is a close destiny. We are praying thank for living you, effectively. We are thanking the Lord for the word. We are thanking the Lord. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, thank you for sending your word. Power, thereby making living effectively a green pasture where the saints are well nourished and established. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, thank you for sending your word with power. Thereby making me effectively a good pastor where the saints are well nourished and established. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, thank you for sending your word with power. Sending for thanks for sending your word with power. Thereby making me effectively a green pasture where the saints are well nourished and established. Father, for your word says he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Needed me beside still waters, my Father, my God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Pray, 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 pray. Make sure you are saying something to the Lord. Open your mouth and repeat the same words. Repeat the same words. Remember, a closed mouth is a closed death. 
when you're praying for living effectively, you are praying for yourself too because you're a member of living effectively. So when the Lord is making green pastures for living effectively, you are the living effectively. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we are saying thank you. We are saying thank you for making, for bringing, sending your word with power, thereby making living effectively a green pasture where the saints are well nourished and established. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we are saying thank you for sending your word with power, for sending your word with power, thereby making living effectively a green pasture where the saints are well nourished and well established. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, power that pray in the spirit. Father, pray in the language that you understand. Open your mouth and pray in the spirit. Even if you have to pray in a language that you understand. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, as a group, we are saying thank you. As individuals, we are saying thank you for sending your word with power, thereby making living effectively a green pasture where the saints are well nourished and established. And in Jesus' name, we have prayed. And we all say... Amen. 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 The second prayer point we are going to pray is, it says, Father, in the name of Jesus, continue to send us the rain of your life-quickening word this year that will establish dominion over sickness and diseases, thereby drawing multitudes into the kingdom. The scripture we are standing on is Acts 9, 32, 35, and it reads, And it came to pass as Peter passed through all quarters, he came down also with saints which dwelt in Lydia. And there he found a certain man named Ananias, which, he, which had kept his bed eight years and was sick with palsy. 34, and Peter said unto him, Ananias, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole, arise and make thy bed. He arose immediately and all that dwelt with Lydia and, and, Sar, and Saron saw him. Thank to the Lord. Hallelujah. So the prayer is, Father, in the name of Jesus, continue to send us the rain of your life quickening word. This year that will establish a dominion over sicknesses and diseases, thereby drawing multitudes to the kingdom. We can all repeat the same prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, continue to send us the reign of your life. That will establish your dominion over sicknesses and diseases, thereby drawing multitude to the kingdom. Father, in the name of Jesus, you need to personalize it. Continue to send us the reign of your life. Quickening word this year that will establish our dominion oh, over sicknesses and diseases, thereby drawing multitudes to the kingdom. In the mighty father, name, the name of, Jesus, of Jesus, we declare, dear Father, we have the dominion of God. In the name of Jesus, we have the dominion of God. Blessed be your name. Father, 
word is established our dominion over sickness and disease. Hallelujah. They are by dramatic issues of kingdom in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, continue to send us the rain of your life. We can use word, Lord. Be real that you establish our dominion over sickness and disease. They are by dramatic issues of kingdom. In the name of Jesus, continue to send us the rain of your life quickening water. Isaiah, that will establish our dominion over sickness and disease. Thereby, God will not be Amen. The last prayer point says, Father, in the name of Jesus and by your spirit, grant supernatural insight in the word of all members of living effectively, resulting in supernatural breakthroughs in the life of every person this year the scripture we are standing on is isaiah 60 1 to 3 and it reads arise and shine for thy light is come and the glory of the lord is risen upon thee for behold the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people but the lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee three and the gentiles shall come to thy light and kings to thy brightness in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, by your spirit, grant supernatural insight to the word and all our members of living effectively resulting in supernatural breakthrough, in supernatural breakthrough in the light of every person this year. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, and by your spirit, grant supernatural insight in the word of all members. In the Amen. Pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you and thank you again. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that, uh, Sister Isabella. We bless the Lord for what God has given to us. I know as we continue to pray, God is con will continue to hear our prayer and even answer us. The, the Bible says in Isaiah 65 and 2, O God that answereth prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. That is our confidence that we know every time we pray, God is more than willing to hear and answer our prayer. 
So this morning, I want us, or rather this afternoon, I want us to share the word of God. Remember, uh, uh, teens and children, uh, today we are going to have the Kahoot. So it is always important to pay attention so that you may be a partaker, you may be able to win in Jesus' name. So more so let that word dwell in your heart so richly. So open up your heart even as we continue to share the word of God. So my, the message for today, I decided to put it in form of a question. What are God's strategies for overcoming the challenges you face? I know the flyer says overcoming the challenges you face. The question is God's strategy for overcoming the challenges you face. The question to you today I'm putting to you is what are God's strategies? Strategies for overcoming the challenges you face. The reason why I pointed at you because God has a plan for you and me. The plan and the strategies that God has for you to overcome your challenges is different from the strategies and the plan that God has for me because our challenges are not the same. They may be different, but the, because of different levels that we are in, our challenges are not the same. But the good part is, irrespective of which level you are, God has a strategies for you to overcome that challenge. So pay attention. If you have to take notes, take notes in Jesus' precious name. Father, I thank you for your word as I speak. Grant me the wisdom, the knowledge to communicate with power and anointing in Jesus' precious name. Amen. You know, it's hard out there. Sometimes it feels like the world is ripping apart at the ends. Sometimes it feels like your heart can't take any more heart. But no matter what the world throws at you, you have a choice on how to respond. You can concede defeat or live in the victory God promises you. It's easy to say you choose victory, but are you ready to walk in, in it each day? Are you ready to win this fight against fear? Are you ready to overcome the world in practice and not just in theory? What, what would happen if you faced your challenges in the name of the Lord? What would life be like if your goal in every situation was to bring glory to his name? What would happen if you fully embraced God's strategy for victory? If you did those things, you would be living as an overcomer. And believe it or not, that's who you really are if you have placed your faith and hope in Christ. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. That is Romans 8 and verse 37. So today, as we start this series, we are going to learn God's strategy for overcoming the challenges you face. Paul says we overcome in that struggle. We pull down worldly views and system of morality by casting down arguments and every high things that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, by bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That is 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4. So as Christian, 
the battles is one of truth versus lies. We identify what is not true and replace it in our life with what is. We know we have overcome when we find our life in Christ being conformed to his life through the written word and the power of the Holy Spirit. So how do I know what that strategy is? Because when the Holy Spirit inspired Apostle Paul to list the spiritual armor, we need to protect ourselves. He said, and I quote, that the weapons, the, uh, the weapons of our warfare, this is what he said, they, are, they stand against to overcome sin, the world and the devil. So when you read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, it kind of gives us all the steps that we need. Understand that Apostle Paul was a Roman citizen, followed the teaching style of Jesus when he created a word picture or a metaphor for this case to illustrate exactly how we overcome in this world, how we can stand firm against the schemes and strategies of Satan. And, we, and every citizen of the Roman Empire knew what a Roman soldiers look like in full battle dress. From Britain to Spain to Palestine to North Africa, Roman soldiers maintain the peace with heavy hand. So as we get into the scripture, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, these six parts will teach us something that God wants us to learn today. And to start for us is Liliana. If you are there, please read for us Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 and 12. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of his of this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil and the heavenly places. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Liliana. Here we see, he mentioned something about the soldier's belt, the soldier's belt, uh, which connotes or stands for truth, by which we remain free from the trend and fashions of the world. He says, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mighty. God has empowered each and every word of us. So it's important for you to understand your ground and who you are in Christ. Grelon, please. Read for us Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13 to 14. Ephesians 6, verses verses 13 to 14 says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Amen. Amen. Here, the soldier's belt stands for truth by which we remain free from the trend and fashions of the world. The breastplate is a picture of righteousness by which the believer's heart is protected from sin. So the soldier's shoes or sandals which stood firm in battle is an image of peace with God and the peace of God. 
which allow us to stand and move in battle. Thank you so much. Amani, read for us Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15 and 16. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15 to 16. And your feet should, with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, take the shield of faith, wherever with ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Amen. Thank you so much. You see how they link all together. It started with the belt. It started with the, now on the breastplate. Now it started even with the shoes right now that God expects each and every one of us. And the spiritual armor, which is the shield of faith, by which the devil's arrows are deflected. We need to have all these things for us to stand our ground. You cannot stand your ground if you're missing any of these equipment. It's important for you to have. You need to have all that uniform within you. You need to have the soldier's belt. You need to have the breastplate. You need to have the, the shoes that the, that, that leads to the peace that God wants us to have. We need also to have the spiritual armor, which is the shield of faith. Hallelujah. Benjamin, read for us Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17 to 18. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17 to 18, which says, Put on salvation as your helmet, and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that, Benjamin. Now here, I like what the Bible says. The Bible says we all need this equipment. We need the belt and the truth. We need the breastplate for righteousness. We need the peace that prepares our the gospel of peace. We need the shield of faith. We need the helmet of salvation that cater for our mind, that covers our thinking. And also he says, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, which lies off, uh, which will be able to reveal and defeat the enemy. After you have all that, the Bible says, then you can start to pray. Hallelujah to Jesus. So prayer is the last thing. You cannot pray without having all that. God expects each and every one of us for your prayer to be effective. Listen, sense of God, listen. The Bible says you need to have the belt of truth. You need to have the breastplate of righteousness. You need your feet to have the preparation of the gospel of peace. In other words, you are supposed to be a man of peace even before you start. The Bible says the fourth item is the spiritual armor, which is the shield of faith, which is the devil, which will quench the devil's arrow. The Bible says anyone that come to God must first believe that he's a rewarder of them that come to him diligently. Because the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. So God is trying to help us. I want to answer your prayer according to Psalm 65 verse 2 that says, Oh God that answered prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. But there is a requirement. When God looks at you, do you have the belt stand of truth within you? Do you have the breastplate that which is the picture of righteousness? Have you received Christ as your personal savior? The Bible says when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 
that you may be the righteousness of God. In other words, when you receive Christ, you, Christ gives you his righteousness. So when God looks at you, he doesn't look at you as a sinner, but he sees the breastplate of righteousness of Christ covering you. Another thing the Bible talks about is we need to have the we need to have the sandals or the shoes which we can be able to stood firm in battle, and it's an image of peace which God and the peace of God which allow us to stand and move in battle. In other words, when other people are fearing, God wants you to be at peace. We all know the story where Jesus was in the boat together with the disciples, and then the storm came up. All the disciples were all screaming. But the Bible says Jesus was asleep. He was sleeping in the boat until one of them realized he woke him up. Peter, he says, Master, Master, don't you care that we are perishing? He looked at them and asked, Where is your faith? And see what the Bible says, what, what Jesus did. The Bible says he looked at the storm and rebuked by saying, Peace, be still. And all of a sudden, the whole sea came calm. He was in charge. That is to say, when you are at peace, you are able to see things clearly. You do not complain. You know what to do. Peace is very, very vital to a believer. Hallelujah to Jesus. And the Bible says, we need the helmet of salvation, which is the new bad reality that allow us to think with the mind of Christ. Paul put it this way, we have the mind of Christ. He says, let this word renew your mind. We know we should not be conformed to the things of the world, but we need to renew our mind daily by reading the word of God. Hallelujah. So that we can think like Christ. We can see things the way God expects each and every one of us. And then the Bible says, you need the spirit of the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit. That is to say, before you pray, you need to have the word of God with you. You need to have the peace of God with you. You need to have the helmet, the faith. You need to have the righteousness. You need to have the, the truth. Now when you are set, clothed that way, then you can approach the throne of grace and pray. And when you do that, the Bible says, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much and it's dynamic in it working. Now, listen to this sense of God. Based on this scripture that we have heard, these verses that we have heard, we know certain attackers in, in at least eight different ways. Listen, the areas that Satan's always try to attack us. Number one, Satan wants to keep you from God's strength. In other words, he wants you to be weak. Number two, he is after your honesty. Number three, Satan is after your heart and your righteous life. Number four, Satan wants to fill you with anxiety. Number five, Satan wants to fill you with doubt. Number six, he, Satan longs to confuse your mind. Number seven, he loves to tempt you to sin. And number eight, he hates when you start praying. He hates it when you pray. When you begin to pray, he hates it. 
That's why he brings so many things. As soon as you start praying, somebody knocks at your door. As soon as you're trying to pray, something happens. He's trying to distract you. So remember those eight things. Eight area where Satan tried to attack us. Number one, Satan wants to keep you from God's strength. Number two, he's after your honesty. Number three, he's after your heart and your righteous life. Number four, he wants to fill you with anxiety. Number five, he wants to fill you with doubt. Number six, he longs to confuse your mind. Number seven, he loves to tempt you to sin. And number eight, he hates it when you pray. Hallelujah to Jesus. So these are the areas that the devil tries to attack us. Now listen to this. By the time, listen to this is very important. By the time, the time to prepare is now. I cannot stretch that enough. When Satan attacks you, you won't have time. Listen to this. When Satan attacks you, you won't have time to Google spiritual armor. You won't have time to phone a friend for advice on a counter attack. You may not even have time to get down on your knees to pray. You must be prepared. We will discover eight strategies as we continue on how to overcome the challenges. And these are what God wants us to, to learn today. Remember, I mentioned the eight things that Satan tried to attack you. Now we have eight counter attack to each and every one of them. Number one, how to overcome weakness with strength. Remember the first one was Satan wants to keep you from God's strength. Then we are going to learn how to overcome weakness with strength. When Satan is after your honesty, we are going to overcome falsehood or lies with truth. Hallelujah. When Satan, he wants to fill you with anxiety, we are going to overcome him with and learn how to fight anxiety with peace. When Satan is after your heart and your righteous life, you learn how to overcome evil with good. And when, when Satan wants to fill you with doubt, you learn how to overcome fear with faith. When Satan longs to confuse your mind, you learn how to overcome confusion with wisdom. When Satan loves to tempt you to sin, you learn how to overcome temptation with scripture. And lastly, when Satan hates when you pray, you learn how to overcome everything through prayer. Everything, we can overcome everything through prayers. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now let's continue. CJ, read 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57, please. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 57. But thanks to be to God who giveth given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much, CJ. Here, Paul says, thanks be to God who gives us victories through Jesus Christ. That is to say, no matter the challenge that comes your way, God will give you victory 
through Jesus Christ, as long as you don't give up on him. Hallelujah. Ethan, please read 2 Samuel chapter 21, verse 19 to 22. Yes, sir. 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 19 to 22. The Bible says, And there was again war with the Philistines at Gob. And Elihan, the son of Jerogam, the Bethlehemite, struck down Goliath. Gideon, the shaft of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. And there was again war at Gath, where structure, where there was a man of great stature, who had six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot, twenty-four in numbers, and he also was descended from the giants. And when he taunted Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shimei, David's brother, struck him down. These four were descended from the giants in Gath, and they fell in Gath, and they fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants. Amen. Thank you so much. I brought that one because next week I'll build on that. We only know of only one giant that David killed. But Goliath, um, Goliath had five, four other brothers. So he, he was, it was a team of five. But the good part is when they saw David killing Goliath, the others got the energy and they went and slew them. So next week we are going to talk as, to look at David as an overcomer. What are some of the things that he used? So I wanted to mention to you that Goliath had four brothers who were as giant as him. In our language today, if or our measurement, Goliath, Goliath was nine feet and two inches. And we all know the tallest ba basketballer is seven two. And the tallest person on earth is eight two. So he was what he was eight, he was nine inches and uh, nine feet and two inches. And his spear, when talk about the beam, that was the size of a flag post. Imagine. That is the picture I want you to see. David approached that person. Can you approach that person? He was around 16, 18, a young man approaching this man of nine feet and two inches with a spear as big as a flag post. Let me tell you, it took the hand of God because if he was to fight by himself, he would not have defeated the Goliath. What am I trying to say? The challenges that you are going through, if you try to fight them alone, they're going to kill you. They will destroy you. You won't be able. You would even have a chance. But if you fight in Christ, if you are in God, God can use his tools. God is able 
to overcome everything. That is where I'm trying to head in. Your challenges that you are fighting, we overcome them through prayer. But there is a list of things that we need to do. Truth of righteousness. We must have it no matter how come for us to be effective, effective in our prayers. We'll need the breastplate of righteousness. Hallelujah to Jesus. We will need to guard our feet with the preparation of peace, of the gospel of peace. We will need spiritual armor and the shield of faith, which will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. We will need the helmet of salvation to guard our mind against those evil thoughts or those frustrating thoughts that keep coming. And we also ultimately need the word of God, yes, to fight the enemy. After we have had all that, then we can approach the throne of God in prayer. We can pray in faith, knowing that there is no doubt the enemy cannot point anything because everything is covered. And the moment you call upon the name of the Lord, he has promised to hear and answer us. That's why the scripture that CJ read says what? Thanks be to God who causes us to triumph. The desire of God is for you to triumph all the time. God wants you to be an overcomer. Every time the challenge of life comes, whether it's in school, whether it's in form of study, whether it's at home, whether it's at work, whatever it is, you are able to arise by using the right tool and overcome it. When it comes to you, you will be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in season and whose leaves shall not wither, but whatever you do shall prosper. Nyambura, please read Numbers chapter 13 and verse 33. Okay. Numbers chapter 13, verse 33. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. Thank you so much, Nyambura. So here we see where those spies that were sent by Moses were sent in the land where Goliath was. That's why the Bible says when they saw the giants, to them, they compare themselves like they were like grasshopper because these people were gigantic. They were tall, as I was trying to explain. They were 9.2 inches, 9 feet and 2 inches. And the spear that they were carrying was the size of a flag post. So when they look at them, they say, surely we are done. We are just like grasshopper. We are finished. We can't be able to go and fight them. Next week, we'll see the strategy that David used. So what am I trying to say? Don't focus your eyes on the giant. If you focus your eyes on the giant, you will fail all the time. Oh, pastor, you don't understand. This issue of mine have been having it since I was born. None in our family has ever is able to overcome it. Oh, pastor, you don't understand. I have tried this issue, but it's still coming over. Every time I try, it's, it's getting harder and harder. Ladies and gentlemen, I have good news for you. Remove your eyes from the situation. Focus unto Jesus, who is the author 
and finisher of your faith. So what is your situation? Every situation that we go through, God has an answer. And the answer is in his word. So that is to say, you have to do your research. If your problem is to, every time you do a uterus is strength, the, go and get scriptures on strength. They're there. Nowadays, the Bibles are made so easy. Go to the conquerors, or you can Google all the strength in the Bible scriptures, and they all come. Begin to read them. If you need wisdom, go Google. You always make the wrong decision. Go to your Bible. Find all the scriptures about wisdom. You will find them. I always tell the youth the easiest way for you to, and teens to be separated, to be distinguished among your equals. Be reading Proverbs. They are 31 uh, chapters, one for each day. So you find that day, for instance, if today is the 26th, you ought to have read it or you read it before you sleep. Tomorrow, go for the 27. Do it over and over. You'll be wiser. I can guarantee you than your peers. You'll be making decisions that people will be looking at you and they wonder, which planet are you living in? Those with the, the Proverbs will protect you. The Proverbs will grant you the insight that when you speak, people will have no choice but to listen. So sense of God. It's important for us to understand that God has given us everything that we need as pertain to godliness. And in closing, Anna, read for us 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 4. 1 Samuel chapter 17 verse 4, it says, Then a strong fighter came out from the armies of the Philistines. His name was Goliath from Gath. He was almost twice as tall as most men. As most men. Amen. Amen. So you see those three scriptures? We are going to dig them deeper as we go next week. He talks about Goliath, the size, how he was. This guy was gingetic. He was truly a giant. And we'll find the strategy that David used in order to overcome him. So in closing, this is what I want to say. Remember the journey of the overcomer is a wonderful, profound, and healing journey. God is all good, and he only gives good gifts, one after the other, and again and again. So to strengthen you for whatever the future holds. If you open your heart to receive those gifts, you will feel it to overflowing. Living the life of an overcomer will bring you strength, Peace, courage, hope, and joy, such as you have never known. It also brings victory in your spiritual life. That's important, my friend, because victory is God's purpose for his children. Thanks be to God, which causes us to triumph through Christ. You can live a life of unstoppable strength, unmovable faith, and unbelievable power in the face of every challenge. So remember, embrace your God-given destiny for you are an overcomer. So in, so in closing, I want you to get ready. I hope you took notes. When we move to the Kahoot, you'll have a chance 
to win some money. Hallelujah. But before we do that, do we have any prayer? If somebody needs prayer, please, I'll give you a minute to just type on the chat and then I will respond. Hallelujah. And then we shall pray together. So may the Lord bless you. Just get ready while we are, to those who are others, please get ready because God is doing something good. Hallelujah. Any prayer? I don't see it. Shall we close with a word of prayer? Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you because of your word says that, God, you desire for us to be an overcomer. And this afternoon, Lord, we choose to be one of those overcomers. So we pray that, God, your word will have a lodge in our hearts, that you'll be able to speak to us and strengthen us in every areas where we feel weak. So we pray, God, we search your word, that indeed we shall be able to overcome all the fiery darts of the enemy. Thank you because you have given us your word and your Holy Spirit that will for help us even to be more than conqueror through Christ who strengthens us. We bless you. We worship you. We thank you for everyone that will log in today. May you bless them and keep them. May you cause your face to shine upon them and give you peace. We bless you. We worship you in Jesus' precious name. And we all say amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Shall we all share together goodness and mercy and surely? Goodness and mercy all the days of our lives. And we shall Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. And always remember, Jesus is Lord. Amen. Be blessed and have a wonderful afternoon. Thank you. God bless.